right, so we have a list of players that we want to talk about today. Um, Dugo has three. I have three. Um, one of them is an incoming college running back that we think is going to probably go towards the top of the draft in terms of fantasy dynasty drafts, maybe even redraft potentially. And then the other five are current NFL players. Most of them lean towards the younger side, uh, but they're players that we think have a lot of upside, you know, just moving forward. Um, first person I want to talk about, I kind of want to get out of the way is uh, Brees Hall, Iowa State running back. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of big on this guy, honestly. I mean, yeah, um, this is who, this is kind of who uh, Jaya was uh, kind of poking at at uh, the start. Uh, someone who could definitely be top of the run in um, dynasty for sure. Probably looking at like probably top five at least. Uh, otherwise, redraft. I would say you're looking at, um, I mean, the, the depending on where this guy lands. And also, um, you know, just kind of how desperate you are for a running back. I could see this guy go anywhere from probably just because he's going to be a rookie, probably anywhere between like two to five or six. I mean, I think this guy's going to be a really dynamic running back to start out the league. Do you uh, go ahead? Yeah, yeah. We'll. Do you think he'll be better or worse than Michael Carter for the Jets? So I mean, that's kind of where I'm. So where he lands is really dependent on that as far as his productivity was. Because Michael Carter was kind of, Michael Carter was kind of in that like, is he a first rounder or is he a second rounder or is he a third rounder kind of guy? Yeah, I mean, I, you're right there. I mean, definitely at least like looking at the draft wise. I mean, for like, dynasty at least, right? Yeah. yeah, for dynasty, I would say honestly, when you're looking at him, I'd say two or I'd say one or two. He has to be just because he does. He does hold the FBS record for consistent games with a rushing touchdown okay. um, with 23. I'm not sure if he ever broke that himself with, like, a 24th and, like, a bowl game. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Or if that 23rd wasn't a bowl game. I'm not too sure about that exact stat. Yep. But he holds that record. And so I think he's just such a dynamic back mm-hmm. to where on, like, a Michael uh, Williams where he had he – was, he was a part of that tandem with uh, uh, that – the Broncos running back in college, right? Um, they were the Devontae two, Williams. Yeah, they were the two NC running backs. Michael Carter, yeah. Yeah, so like obviously like he had like a tandem, like Brees Hall, like this Brees Hall guy, like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a tandem. Like he's a he's a lone back, like he's a lone wolf. <laughs> like he's out here just he Yo. I mean like he's an ugly motherfucker, I won't lie. Like, he's kinda ugly. Like I absolutely all love this guy. He's a rowdy ass back and I absolutely love exactly what he does. Uh, all props to the guy. I absolutely love. I, I I love this guy for who he is. I mean, he's just he's a rough neck back, and I love what he is. <laughs> but the the cool thing about Priest Hall is, I think he's kind of like a he's a, he he's coming into the he's coming into the league as like a dual threat back, honestly, in my opinion, because like he can catch oh, the ball better than a lot of other people think i think honestly like i think he's more of a dual turn back um and so i think he in my opinion he gives me kind of like a mix between uh aj dillon and aaron jones obviously like like me and jai have said earlier we're both packer fans but i think he has like that he has the demeanor to be that goal line stance guy like when you need to get 
a couple yards. I think he has the ability just to truck in there and get you those yards. He's six one two twenty. Yeah, man, like he's a bigger back. But I also think like just like watching film on him, watching him in game, just like game speed. This guy can really make like those agile like cut moves and stuff that like Aaron Jones can make, and like I don't know like he, I just think like obviously he doesn't have like that breakaway speed that Aaron Jones has, mm-hmm. which I think he maybe he could be maybe closer to more like of a, a more productive AJ Dillon just maybe a little faster mm-hmm. or maybe not faster just more like uh, quick. Yeah, I can see that. But you know, like, I just think like he's definitely he's a back who can take hits. He's a back who can be a three-down back, which every fantasy owner wants. Yeah, so and, you know he's he's gonna give you production, I think, and so I think that's why he should be ranked along uh, your top backs this year in fantasy for sure. Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Um, I guess I think the best way for me to reference this is to compare him to a current NFL prospect. I don't know much about Brees Hall. I've just seen his you know weight numbers, um, some of his stats. His physical frame is probably closest to Najee Harris, who's on the Steelers. Yeah. Najee is 6'1. Brees is 6'1. Brees is about 220. Najee's about 230. Yep. And let me let me follow you up with these questions here. Where did Najee Harris rank among most drafts? And Najee was a top pick last year. Right. And it was because of his it was because of his presence physically. It was because of his proven track record in college. Obviously, he went to a reputable university with Alabama, which is a top dog in any sort of mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this guy's coming from Iowa State, which is a Big 12 school, which, I mean, let, let's be honest. Yeah. The defenses aren't as great in the Big 12 compared to SEC for sure. But you but know what is great? What is great? O-lines. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, like, the Big 12, not great. Brees Hall needs to go somewhere with a good offensive line. Yeah, he needs to go somewhere with a great offensive line. But what I'm saying is, I mean, if you can get him in the right situation, like I said, this guy has set a record with FBS uh, consistent touchdown or rushing touchdowns. Um, I mean, that alone should just perk up your ears and say this guy knows how to produce. And coaches want to utilize this guy to get him in the touchdown um, or in the end zone to get him a touchdown because – He's he's a versatile back. So he, where do you see? Do you sure. think that Brees Hall is going to be a starting uh, running back in his first year, or do you think he's going to be one of those backs who kind of has to wait for an injury to happen, or he has to wait until he beats somebody out for a full season? That's a great question. Um, I would say he's going to be he's going to play a factor regardless of where he goes, but dependent on where he goes. Like let's say like he goes somewhere. Shoot, like let's say Arizona doesn't sign uh, James Conner, yeah. for example. And let's say like yeah. they want to take a stab at him late in the first round. Let's say they want to take him rather than like an offensive lineman or something that would okay. really help out their uh, yeah. roster. Um, you know, I I could see him and who is it down there with uh, um, it's. With James Conner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Edmonds, yes, who's also Chase Edmonds a free agent. He's also a free agent. I think they're both free agents. I thought I thought Chase Edmonds had at least another year left, but maybe not. But I could see them taking someone like that as well because, like, he – I mean, he's a shifty back. Like, he's definitely someone where, like, Iowa State, I think they kind of ran a little bit of, like, a spread, a little bit of, like, an optionist type 
uh, scheme. Mm-hmm. And so like, you could definitely really fake out those plays with someone like Brees Hall who knows how to fake out those plays. Like it's it's just not it comes natural to someone like that who's been in a scheme like that. So you think Brees is going to the Cardinals? Potentially. I mean, if he does, I would definitely take him in the first round in uh, a redraft league. Really? Or uh, or maybe not a first round in a redraft, but I take him first round in um in a dynasty, and I would take him in the second to fourth. Mm-hmm. In a redraft for sure, depending on how running backs are falling in your draft this year. Interesting. Okay, I like that. All right, so Brees Hall, um, Brees Hall, he's on the clock. Junior from Iowa State, six one two twenty. Twenty three uh, games straight with Tardis. NFL dot com rates him with a six point three four prospect grade. I'm gonna assume that's probably out of ten. Um. So. I'll say one thing, my area, or not my area code, but, like, what's the thing, like, after, like, your area code? I don't know. The first three numbers of your phone number? Yeah, like, that part. Huh? Mine was 634, so that has to be a sign, bro. That's crazy. Unreal. It's, like, 679 with Eddie Watt. Wild. Nuts. Unreal. Right. Um. Well, I mean, so, like, if you want to jump to, like, another prospect that I'm huge about, I mean, this guy's already in the league. You guys have already heard about him. I mean, he's made waves already. But Elijah Moore has just been unreal, I think, in my opinion. With, like, the time that he's been able to produce, he's only played in 11 games. But the guy has six total touchdowns, five receiving, one rushing. Um, I think he's really shown strides to be a dual threat uh, wide receiver, like someone you can compare. I don't want to say he has the demeanor of, like, a Debo Samuel because obviously only the best get nicknamed Debo. I mean, that's a true thing. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're in America and, like, you're, like, a fucking football player, you're a roughneck type of person, like, God damn it! like, if you get named Debo at a young age, you're bound to do great things because you're just you're, – you're built different, man. Um, I'm yeah. not sure if you have something to add to that, Jahai, but you got something to say about I got about a question. De- yeah, what's up? So you say, you say he's not as good as Debo, but he's similar in profile. Mm-hmm. Would you put Elijah Moore ahead of Brandon Ayuk next year? In in uh, respects to like productivity in the league and like yeah, bro, like or, as a fantasy receiver, yeah, I would definitely put him uh, above uh, Brandon Ayuk. Really, year, I think so. Him and Zach Wilson are better than Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I think I disagree with you on that. Well, one. the reason why I say that is because I think they're going to utilize. Uh, I think they're going to utilize more Debo Samuel and more of like the run game and like that short pass, like. The fake screen throw to the wide receiver type thing that uh, people are starting to utilize, especially someone like that who's just so versatile when he has the ball in his hand. Yeah. So like, even like if you do like a little like uh, just like push pass whatever. Yeah. I think that that's what a lot of the 49ers offense is going to run around. I think it's going to be that. A lot and, of RPOs. Yeah, a lot of that lot stuff, of and run. then uh, a lot of uh, George Kittle. I think a lot of those too. Yeah, you're right. And then I honestly think that Brandon Ayuk will be that third option then. No doubt. Um, I think in the Jets, um, in the Jets offense, I think you got to look at Elijah Mitchell at least as if you're not calling them the one, you got to call him the two, man. I mean, Corey Davis, obviously, he he's a proven receiver. You mean Elijah Moore? Yes, I'm sorry. What did I just you say? You said Elijah Mitchell. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yes. No worries. I got but you. But yes, Elijah Moore. Yes, I'm so sorry, folks. We're talking 49ers, and then we're talking about Jets. I'm talking Elijah Moore. So Elijah Don't. Moore, I think he's just more of a more money, more problems. Like I, 
I mean, Corey Davis, he's oh. definitely a, he's a proven bat or he's a proven wide receiver. He came from the Titans. He had a really good year this year as well with a rookie Zach Wilson, who we should definitely talk about in uh, next uh, in, in in prior talkings because is, I think he's definitely going to be uh, very dynamic as a quarterback in can, his future. Can I ask you a question? What's up? Um, who do you think is better? Between who and who? Uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore? Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. That's interesting. Who do, I, 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 don't need, I don't even need... We don't need to do an explanation yet. We can save that for a later episode. Are you t- So let me, let me get this straight. Who would you rather have? If you're building an offense in 2022 and it's constructed with the ground and pound method. Right. Um... Who do you want as your quarterback? Um, I would want I, I would want to see a side by side forty, and I'd make my decision off of that. Bro, I could just look up the forty. I'd want to see a side by side. I'd want to see them force it because I want to see them at the most determined point in their lives. Okay, well, Zach Wilson ran a four point eight. Four eight, yuck! That's not great. Uh, Justin Fields ran a four four. Well, I'm probably going to take Justin Fields, honestly, because what I would want to do with my ground-upon offense, <laughs> if I'm going to be constructing an offense, man, like, I'm telling you, my first trap. my first 10 picks, all of them, or I'm sorry, not all of them, but I'm going to have my whole offensive line picked in those 10 first picks. If we're doing a dynasty draft or something, my first 10 picks, they're going to uh, include. With, like, a utility lineman? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be – it might be, like, the same uh, – Like a guard or something. Yeah, it might be, like, two left guards that I'm really trusted in. I'll yeah. move one to right. I don't care. But I'm going to take who I think are going to be the most versatile picks. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, Justin Fields I'd probably take in between those. I yeah. do think that uh, Zach Wilson does have the better arm. But for a ground-and-pound offense – I trust Justin Fields with making those quick passes if I'm going to be running so, like a West Coast. Okay, offense. would you rather have Zach Wilson or Trey Lance? More important question. Zach Wilson or Trey Lance? Yeah. Coming into this year? Yeah. This year and the styles of offense that they both are in, with the coaches they have, the organization behind them. I don't. Niners versus Jets. Who do you want between Zach Wilson? And... I don't want this to come back and bite me, but honestly, I'd say Zach Wilson. I, I would say Zach Wilson just because he's had starting reps. I mean, the guy's already had a fluid offense that he's ran through. I mean, they got, what, like three wins this year? Mm-hmm. That's more than what Trey Lance got this year. I think he got one win, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that Zach Wilson, I think, could definitely build around his mistakes a little more than what uh, Trey Lance has done. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I think Trey Lance is still going to have a lot of those uh, bumps and bruises, first starts. Uh, you know, just first uh, year in the league type bruises that you see quarterbacks take. And I think uh, Zach Wilson already taking those last year. I think that'll be the difference. But I think Trey Lance is still going to have a pretty phenomenal year. I think he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think probably top 25 quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think Zach Wilson, I think he's going to be a little bit better. I'd say Zach Wilson you'll probably be looking at around top 15. Oh, interesting. Okay. I I probably disagree with you a little bit. <clears throat> I'm not as big as I'm not as big on Zach Wilson as you are. That's fair, and I was I I'll be I'll be uh, very fair, folks. 
I wasn't very big on Zach Wilson until kind of recently either. I mean, just like kind of was looking back on his full year, there's just been a lot of things, in my opinion, that have just stand out as like big things to look at. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I won't get into it all because we can do that at a different time. No. But I'll just say a growing line, I'll say a very strong arm, and just being able to be dual threat when need be. Those are his biggest This traits. next year is going to be really big for him. Huge. Yeah, huge. Really big for him. Um, I wouldn't make a decision. If I held him in Dynasty, I would probably just keep him. Sure. But who who would you pick between Trey Lance? Trey Lance. Trey Lance and why is that? Trey Lance is faster. Trey Lance has a bigger arm. Trey Lance has a better offense. How do you how do you know he has a bigger arm? Have uh, you looked at the stats? I've looked at highlights. I've seen them both throw. They don't yeah, have similar stats because they don't have similar predicaments. But I thought that like when they were looking at him, I thought Zach Wilson had the better Bro, arm. Zach Wilson went number two for like more than just like Well yeah, like he has like leadership and this and that, right. Like he he, he was a proven quarterback at Utah State. Like cool. But, like, I, I'm sorry, not Utah State, BYU. Yeah, I think it goes um, a little deeper than that, too. I think that Zach Wilson just – What do you mean by deeper? I think that Zach Wilson as a quarterback, I mean, I, I think he's talented. He's going to surprise a lot of people in the league. Okay. Um, I believe that he was catapulted to the number two position because he looks more like the stereotypical quarterback that you would want to market behind um, if you're picking at that position. Uh, with the number two pick, the New York Jets, I think they probably pick Zach Wilson because he had obvious potential, but he kind of has like that, like California, like surfer boy, like in New York kind of sure. vibe, and that's something that they they don't give a fuck about football, dude. Like it's the Jets, like they care about how they mark they're marketed though, and how they appear like outside of football, like. So I, I mean, it's been that way since they had Joe Namath. Yeah, I mean that's that's for sure, man. But like one thing that I mean, especially in today's atmosphere, I mean, like let's 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 cut through the bullshit. Like a lot of people want to show like that they are multicultural, um, that you know, like they don't care what color uh, skin you have. They want to show that, like, hey, like we care about who you are and like what you bring to like our community and our the culture. number two quarterback from last year's draft in all reality should have been justin fields you think so no doubt Why? didn't he win a heisman no justin fields i don't had... think so he might have he might have you should look that up because i think he got close i don't think he ever i don't think he ever took it home i think he was a runner-up a couple years but i don't think he ever took it home he was a finalist as a sophomore yeah so he was an underclassman finalist for the Heisman, which is crazy to even be an underclassman being selected. Well, I mean, that's fair, but there's a there. Honestly, nowadays, dude, like, there's a lot of like underclassmen no doubt. Yeah. that are getting repu- like that are getting the recognition as well. I mean, let's look at the stats. I mean, Bryce Young this year, he's a freshman and he won the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, you can be any class this year. So, I mean, being an underclassman and, like, getting that recognition is huge. But I can't say that just because you're an underclassman. I think I – I mean, what you're – I don't want to cut you off or anything. Yeah. But one thing I want to just finish up with is basically what you're telling me is he had really, really good potential that one year, and he undoubtedly did the best. Like, he, he did extremely well for the University of Ohio State that year. But what you're telling me is those next couple of years, 
he didn't really live up to the same expectations, which what do you mean? I mean, he never did he ever get uh the Heisman nod again? Like did he ever go to the um to the ceremony? No. Or no. so big on me is that there were better prospects that kept getting better and better. And I mean, I'm, maybe we could be looking at like the O'Brien Award, which I think is like the best quarterback in uh, yeah. the land as well. Yeah. And we could maybe be looking at that award other than the Heisman. But I think, you know, like, I don't know. Like when we're looking at like the Heisman, like that's the best of the best. Best of the best. And come to come. I don't know. Like I just think maybe he had like a really good system around him that one year, and he gelled. And obviously, a lot of people gel for one year, and something happens. Mm-hmm. And we don't really see them again. Um, and I'm not saying that that's happened to Justin Fields because I mean, obviously, he's become an NFL quarterback in the first round. Unreal. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, I honestly, I'm still blown away to say that an Ohio State quarterback got taken in the first round. Congratulations, Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just it, I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those things to where so Justin Fields in college. Um, and and I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, cut no, you no, off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Justin Fields, 2019, he was a Heisman finalist. Yep. So one of the best of the best in the nation. Uh, had a great year with the Buckeyes. That was his first year with the Buckeyes. He was a sophomore, mm-hmm. so the dude was like 19 years old. Yeah, I remember him running the track against. He went Wisconsin. crazy. He went yeah. crazy. Yeah, bro. 2020 was the year of COVID. Yep. So that was the COVID season. The Buckeyes went undefeated that year. Yeah, they won the Big Ten championship. They went to the national championship. They lost to Alabama by a good amount. Yeah. But they were in the national championship mm-hmm. the year after he got selected as a Heisman finalist. So one year he gets a Heisman finalist. Next year he's in the national, like the biggest game yeah. in the, of, of the sport. Right. And they went undefeated all year. Yeah. He didn't have the greatest game, but he didn't forego his senior year because he was draft eligible. Right. But at his peak, I mean, my man was a Heisman winner. He went to a national championship. Mm-hmm. He played for a big program against the best of the best defenses. Like, he didn't really lose any game. He maybe lost two to three games in his college he, career. Right. And that's very reputable. I mean, like, you can't take that away from him, man. Like, he, he's had an outstanding Zach, career. Zach Wilson played for BYU. I don't know much about Zach Wilson. I'll even admit I don't watch college football like that. But... He, he doesn't have the stats that Justin Fields has. BYU no. didn't do shit. I didn't know who the fuck Zach Wilson was until like two months before the draft. Mm-hmm. And his stats don't compare to Justin's. He's not as accomplished as Justin in high school or college. He's not as athletic as Justin. He might have a slightly better arm than Justin. But if you're drafting at number two and you're trying to get the best quarterback for your program... It's the same argument with Deshaun Watson, how he could have went before Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. But the organization is the organization. Like, s- some shit. Well, yeah, I mean, we could be looking down the ladder as well. I mean, we could be looking at the 49ers taking Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. There were, dude, there were people but... in the draft process just saying that Justin Fields was, like, dumb. Well, I mean, like that very well could be a thing. Like, what if it he could just be. doesn't sp- like? What if he d- isn't disciplined? Like, Yo, what if he any, doesn't study? Like, it, this any, and that. No doubt, anybody could like have questionable practice habits and shit. But they were saying like they don't trust him to learn the book. Yeah. And this man played for Ohio State and was playing at the highest of high levels for a big program the second he stepped in. Yeah. 
He's well, done not nothing. The second but that he stepped in, he came in in 2019 and was a well, starting quarterback. Stepped after... in like stepped in as a starter or stepped in on campus. Stepped in as a starter. Okay. Yeah. Then you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I for some reason I thought stepped in. My man went crazy. And... He did the best you could do in that position. I mean, obviously the best is like winning a national championship, but to even get there is a compliment to you know what you're capable of doing. Right. When you're just you know at your game. Mm-hmm. And so my man goes to the Bears, who had a terrible coach. We know all about the Bears as Packer fans. Like we know how terribly run the organization is. Yep, keep they, keep pioneering those winners, Bears. bro. We love them. No good quarterbacks. Like mediocre offenses every year. Never a great coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just kind of crazy over there. So I think that he had a lot to overcome his first year in the league. That's fair, man. That's... But he has all the potential in the world to be great. If given a proper opportunity, I don't think I can call what happened last year an opportunity. I mean, he definitely, I, I can't say that you can't call it an opportunity because, I mean, what it is was an opportunity. Yes, I mean, he might have not been in the best circumstances, but. Terrible. Maybe one of the worst outside of Trevor Lawrence. Possibly. He I probably mean, had the second worst, second or third after Trevor Lawrence, maybe the Texans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not a great situation, especially seeing what the Bears ultimately ultimately ended up doing with firing Nagy and Ryan Pace. I mean, to be even, I don't know, like it's it's kind of weird because like at that point, like, do you look at like their whole draft process and you say, like, as like the incumbents at that point, like you're like, hey, do we trust this guy? Like they were just drafted by these two who we don't really trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Have I, to overcome a whole new regime next year. Yeah, I mean, I personally think you got to give him a shot. Obviously, I mean, you you invest the first round, and plus you draft up to get the guy. I think that also coaching Justin Fields is a big part of who they've selected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so coming into the league now, we obviously have we have Luke Getze, who, um. Obviously, he just got done coaching Aaron Rodgers, and he's been a part of the Packers organization for how many years? Mm-hmm. I mean, how influential do you think that that's going to be to the development of, obviously, the Bears organization as it is now, but most importantly to Justin Fields? How do you think that's going to play out? <sighs> it's going to be rough. Do you, do you think it's not going to gel well? Do you think that they're going to have to get someone else in a couple of years? Or I think the Bears are a terribly run organization. I think that they thrive in chaos. Do you think that they need to make like a change at the helm? Or well, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, right. The lady who owns it, she's like ninety, hundred years. Some, some. She's yeah. really old, but it also seems like one of those things to where it's just gonna get passed on to her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I they, they could do different, obviously, but the Bears just. They're not an organization that I trust at any level. Sure. I have no reason to. At the owner level, at the GM level, at the coaching level, you've sh- not really shown me much. Y'all were good for like a couple years when I was like 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like y'all aren't competent at a bunch of shit that every other team at some point is competent at. You've never had a quarterback, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bro, the Giants got Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Chargers got Phillip Rivers. Who the Jaguars have? Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Maybe. 
Blake Bortles? <laughs> the Jaguars got Trevor Lawrence. The Cardinals got Kyler Murray because they saw Josh Rosen. Yeah. Wasn't who they thought he was after like 10 games. Miami has Dan Marino. Miami has Dan Marino. The Colts have Peyton Manning. The Packers have a lot. A lot. You know? Shoot, who do the Minnesota Vikings have? Don't they Culpepper? They got Culpepper. They got Culpepper. <laughs> the Lions got Stafford. The Lions got Stafford, bro. Why the mm. fuck do they always be tripping? The Bears got Jay Cutler, bro. Why? They didn't even draft the motherfucker. They had to trade for him. They traded from they traded him from the Broncos, I think. It was either trade him or they signed him in free agency for Dog, a bag. They traded up. The Bears traded up to the third pick to select Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That was such a great pick. Amen to them. Bro, that. they skipped ahead in the draft, gave up assets to get Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina. North Carolina. Over Deshaun Watson out of Clemson, who had just basically won the national championship. Or Patrick Mahomes, whose college highlights just has some throwing the ball 70 yards every play. Yeah. Why would you want either of those two? With though? Cliff Kingsbury, who was a hot NFL coach candidate, so like people were watching his games. But don't get this wrong, though, dude. Honestly, I don't want this to get into a Cliff Kingsbury rant. But how the fuck did that man have a job in the NFL? He's kind of mid. Like, dude, that guy couldn't even win with Patty Mahomes. He's kind of mid, bro. Nah, he's congratulations. He is the most finesse person in the NFL. Congratulations, mm. Cliff Kingsbury. Who's the owner for the Cardinals? Some guy who thinks that young coaches are the way to go, no, and they no. don't check their backgrounds. I guess. I mean, they're just. <clears throat> A dumb owner. I don't want to call it that way, but I'm sorry, bro. But Michael Bidwell, American prosecutor. Congratulations, Michael this Bidwell. motherfucker. You got a prosecutor that owns the Cardinals. What the fuck? Congratulations, man. Dude, remember when the Cardinals lost to the fucking Lions this year? <laughs> ah, I feel you. Bill Bildwell was a businessman, and that was his dad. Oh. It's always about business, people. If you got business, you got money. You got a successful one, at least. Wait. He was Al Capone's former business associate who made a fortune in dog and horse racetracks. Dank. That's great. Good shit. What? My man just moved to Phoenix and bought a fucking NFL team in retirement. Said, fuck it, dude. Like, I'm out of this gang shit. Thanks for the bag. I'm going to go make generational wealth. <laughs> he was about gang shit, dude. He was about gang shit. Good was for he him. gang gang? Oh, he was definitely gang gang. He has to be, dude. If he was Al Capone's like second in command, did he rep a set, dude? Do you think he like threw up signs and shit when like he shook up with like his boys at the retirement home? Nah, dude. Like he was the type of guy where like you didn't throw gang signs at him. Nah, bro. Do you think like him and all his boys like moved into the same retirement home and like used to like shake up and shit? Shit, dude. They probably bought a house together and just like we're just gonna hire nurses to come. Were they like the intimidators at the nursing home? Possibly. I think like, honestly, were they, like, they the might enforcers? have gotten kicked out. They might have been They might have been the enforcers. They might have gotten kicked out. Nah, bro. Maybe. They got too much money, bro. Nah, they probably bro. owned the they probably owned the facility. They probably own yeah, you're right. You're right. They probably owned it. 
That's yeah. kind of crazy. But oh man, I think the last person we should talk about. I think this guy's just gonna be so so big this year. Devin I'm, Singletary. No, fuck him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think Devin Singletary is not gonna be good. But I think James Conner is just going to be phenomenal wherever he goes. Dude, you love James Conner. Impending free agent out of, uh, well, uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. I, I didn't get his full touchdown number, but god dang, man. Like, is he just not so dynamic? It seems like every game he does get a touchdown in, he gets two. Like, he's just, whenever they utilize him to his full potential, he could get a bag. Are you a big James Conner fan? I am, and I actually have him on my dynasty team. Oh wow! How did weird, that happen? Weird, right? Oh man, like I think James Conner, he's the real deal. I mean, to get him started with his career, like when he was coming out of pit, he had to skip out his junior year because he had cancer. I mean, like just to show like how much of a fighter the guy is, like he, he's he's fought from every single dynamic of his life, and so I think that just plays into who he is now. Like he doesn't give a fuck what's going on. He just wants to be the most productive person he can be, which I think shows when he's given an opportunity. His first year in Pittsburgh with the Steelers, uh, I think he went to a Pro Bowl as a as a rookie. Like he had so many touchdowns, it was unreal. Like mm-hmm. I think he had like thirteen or fourteen. And then this year, like his first year with the Cardinals, I mean, he just continues to prove his production when given an opportunity. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he's going to be – you should expect big things out of this guy in the who, next uh, in the next few years. Who has a bigger year next year, uh, James Conner or Devin Singletary? I'd say James Conner. By more or less than 20 points. Are you talking about like in the full like uh, scale of the season? Full like, scale of fantasy football season. Who are you drafting, Devin Singletary or James Conner? Uh, I'd go James Conner, and I think he beats Devin Singletary by twenty-seven points. Yeah, okay, I feel you. We'll save that. We'll, uh, put, we'll and, put it on the board. And, and the reason for that <clears throat> is, I mean, you look at, I mean. Obviously, the Cardinals. The system is what kind of carries them. It, exactly, it is but that's system. if he's that's. A, he needs to obviously be a Cardinal next year, which I don't know his contract, well, but I think it seems likely. Well, yeah, I think regardless of wherever he goes, though, I mean, like, the one thing that I built my dynasty culture around is being a vulture. Vulture culture. Vulture culture, baby. Gotcha. That's the name okay. of my team. And, okay. okay. you know, what that means is, like, regardless of where you go, I mean, shoot, dude, I have J.D. McKissick on my roster. And he I is mean, a vulture. He is. Like, all they do is, like, they get points, like, just stupid points for some reason. And they get touchdowns. If you have Antonio Gibson, you hate J.D. McKissick. You do. You absolutely do. You want to know why? Not a fan. Because he gets receptions. Each reception point that he gets, Antonio Brown fans get a little more pissed. Antonio Gibson? Yeah, Antonio Gibson fans get a little more pissed. I hate J.D. McKissick. Um, I have Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and I have J.D. McKissick, and I absolutely love him. Oh, I'm sure you do. He gets all those receptions. He gets all those easy yards. And then guess what happens when they get to the goal line? For some reason, they just want to pull Antonio Gibson out and J.D. McKissick just vultures. That's no one's schemes, folks. 
So when you're looking at your running backs, you don't always have to pick the top dogs. Just make sure you get the motherfuckers who get those touchdowns. And that's a real point. That's sick as fuck. That is sick as fuck, dude. That's disgusting. For sure. Like, I mean, like, you could obviously go first round with, like, a D. Henny. But why wouldn't you want to just go second round and get, like, a Josh Jacobs? I don't know. <laughs> True. I mean, fair enough. I mean, if, you get, like, if you get, like, a number one. Um, okay, let me ask you this, though, because, like, this is, like, a really big thing. Would Do you value number one receivers or number one running backs more? In Dynasty? Or, no, let's go redraft on this one. And redraft, running back. Running back, you running do? Back. And why is that exactly? Because, I mean. Because I, running backs. Yeah. Have, running backs essentially own, like, a set of the offense. If you have a number one running back in fantasy, per se. So, like a Christian McCaffrey type, like a Dalvin Cook type. Um, number one this year was probably JT. Yeah. You got JT on your team and he's giving you 25, 30 a game. That's that's big. Receivers, they can their teams can get ahead early and they just don't get work throughout the game. Uh receivers can get out targeted certain games mm-hmm. because of how they're being covered. Um, you know, there's a lot more chances for them to not be effective. Mm-hmm. When you have a top tier running back, the whole offense revolves around them. Sure. Sure. Uh, that makes sense. But in Dynasty, giving the receiver. Because here's my example. If you look at the last year's draft, Najee Harris and Jamar Chase were probably the top running back, top receiver taken. Yeah. Najee's good, but the longevity of him being good in his position is about three years, three to four years, that Najee would be like a top-tier running back. Zeke was about four years, I think. Right? Four or five, yeah. Zeke was about. I think it was one year after he signed, or yeah, Zeke's after about four signed, years after he signed his deal. McCaffrey came in in twenty seventeen was really good around last year. Well, he's just been getting hurt. He's hurt. just been getting hurt, but yeah. he had a run for about three to four years. Kamara's been around for about four years. Dehenny, you know, about four years. That's about the average. Yeah. So give or take a year, Najee's going to be effective until twenty twenty six. In re- yeah, 2025, I mean, 2026, he'll be good. And then, yeah, if you're looking at the averages, yeah, yeah. But receiver, like a Jamar Chase, bro, he's gonna get a second contract on the Bengals, damn near for sure. Yeah, that could be true if he doesn't fuck up, like if he doesn't get in trouble, he's getting a second contract and it's gonna be a fat contract. That's fair. And how, how much do you think of that plays out with the fact that he has? Joe Burrow and like just like that knowledge with like what he does like how much of that like plays a factor in that like let's say like for example like let's say like he went like number four or number five to like someone else mm-hmm. like rather than to the Bengals do you think he would have had as productive no. of a year no no what explain to me what you think his career outline would be like if you went somewhere else I think he'd still be really good but I can't say that he would be given the opportunity like he's being given in, on the Bengals. I don't think he's going to be given all of the targets. I don't think he's going to have all of the play design set up for him. Okay. I don't think that he's going to be instantly slotted into that number one role. They're going to more so transition an old vet who can start off the year. A Corey Davis type player, like a Tyrell Williams type player. Like a big body guy who's pretty decent but 
he can kind of show you the ropes the first half of the season, and then you come in and take the reins the second half. Sure, so you kind of do like a Elijah Moore type thing. Type shit, type yeah, Corey e. Davis, yeah. Yeah. But the thing with Jamar and Cincinnati is his number two is T. Higgins, who came in a year before, so he's not that yeah. much not that much older. Yeah. Um, you know, his boy got drafted the year before franchise quarterback Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's like, yo, that's my dude. Go get him. You get him. We'll put up numbers. And Joe Burrow has a point to prove because obviously this works in his favor. So maybe he'll have more input moving on. Right. And plus, I mean, just coming off a torn ACL too from Burrow. Like how crazy is that? And like you're saying, screw an offensive lineman, dude. Give me my boy. Bro. Give, Give me Jamar. And it worked. My man had 1,400 yards as a rookie. They're in the Super Bowl. Doug, he was like third or fourth in the NFL yeah. as a rookie. In his first year against NFL cornerbacks, he was third or fourth best in the NFL. Yeah. Just And he's he like he hasn't peaked yet. Just like he had a lot of off games this year. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's different. He is super fucking different, bro. I wish I had a chance to draft him. A lot of special. He's the guy special. you want from this year's draft. Mm-hmm. And if you even go the year before, I mean, JT's probably the guy, but Justin Jefferson was also in that yeah. draft, too. Justin Jefferson, or if you take Joe Burrow, if you take a chance on CD him. CD Lamb was in that class. CD Lamb was in that fucking class. CD Lamb, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Like Chase Claypool. Wasn't Jalen Rager, wasn't he also in that same class? T. Higgins was in that class. Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's, a, it's a long list, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of crazy, man. Like, mm-hmm. But the receivers, like, between Jonathan Taylor and Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor's going to be way more effective his first few years, but Justin Jefferson's going to be around twice as long. You think so? No doubt. If... JT's around six. Justin Jefferson might get twelve. But yeah, I mean, like, I think both of them are gonna have. I think both of them are gonna have long careers. I think no doubt. Justin Je- Justin Jefferson will have a longer career. I think just because uh, of the nature of the hits. Unless would um, you? Unless I mean, like, there are obviously some underlying circumstances that we don't see happen. Like, let's say like a Calvin Johnson thing happens where, like, he yeah. just says, screw it, dude. Like, says fuck football. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm sick of taking all these hits. I'm, like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we've seen it before on both ends. No doubt, yeah. But, like, unless something like that happens, I, I would say Justin gets a, has a longer career for sure. Yeah. Jamar Chase is going to break records, though. Yeah. He's going to break a lot of records. I mean, he already broke records this year, so congratulations, I mean, He's man. different. And, like, Najee's also really good, but that's my... I guess I, that that's like the case I would refer to, and why if you offer me if you offer me a wide receiver one or an RB one in dynasty, I gotta go receiver just because I know I'm gonna have him on my team for longer. And yeah, I, I, I think that's a very fair assessment to make. The only counterpart I would ever make is obviously it depends on the situation of where your dynasty is at or where your team's at. Yeah. Um. Like, let's say, like for example, like on my team, like I have like some really good uh, running backs. I have D. Henny, I have James Conner, um, I have, I don't know, like a couple other people as well that I can't think of off the top of my head. I think like Kenny and Drake or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. But like you know, like, I have mm-hmm. some reputable running backs. But like, I would say like you know, like if there's someone like uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, 
Especially, oh my God, if you could get a JT type player. Yeah, I mean, like, especially like with J or I'm sorry, like especially with like uh, D Henny, like uh, aging whatnot. Like obviously, he could be around for like three more years, four more years. I don't know, but like I mean, like if you have like JT, like just chilling in your slot for four years, mm-hmm. good for you as an organization. Good for you for drafting. Um, and obviously, you should never underplay running backs because, like Jahai was saying, I mean, they play like. Uh, they're they're a corner of your of your offensive scheme. I mean, they're, they're a big get, part of your offense. Like they are an entire like half of your offense. Yeah, like if you look at like a pie graph, like they gotta be at least like a quarter, if not more. A of quarter's that low. Scheme. Yeah, like uh, well, I'm I'm talking about like one running back in one scheme. Mm-hmm. I I apologize on that. I should have explained mm-hmm. because typically I feel like in running backs or in NFL schemes nowadays. Regardless of who it is, or what, regardless of the team, mm-hmm. I feel like they still get like that number two running back at least some play throughout the game, mm-hmm. and so that's why like typically like, with running back play, like if you're a really really uh, pass heavy team, you're maybe running at like 35 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I say like maybe like that running back would get like ten percent of like the runs or something like that second. Dude, running you back. know who I really respect? Who? I really respect Joe Burrow. I really, yeah, I I do as well, man. I think he's the real deal. I I've honestly, I don't know, man. Like that injury last year was devastating, but just the way he's come back this year, like good for you. Like I know he kind of has like a reputation of like he's a dude who like smokes a cigar and he's cool and shit. Like what he he posted on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, like he's a cool ass dude, but like more importantly, I think he's also like relatively humble. Like, I, I think he's a good focal point for, like, this generation, honestly. He's a cool like, dude, and, like, he doesn't let shit, like, get to his head. Yeah, I think, honestly, I feel like there's a lot of people in our generation that are kind of like that. Like, there are, like, a lot of people in our generation who have kind of had to, like, go through some shit. Yeah. Um, you know, like, regardless if it was, like, big, pa- like, big stuff or if it was just, like, kind of, like, small thing that, like, you know, like, everyone goes through. Yeah. But I think there's, like, a lot of people that have gone through some things, and a lot of people are just, like, just whatever. Just build like, resilience. Like, yeah, exactly. they have, like, like... I mean, like, it could be as small as, like, you know, like, parents can... Or, I'm I'm sorry, like, not as small, but, like, it could be as, like, as usual as, like, unfortunate as, like, parents getting divorced nowadays. It could be as crazy as, like, people getting, like, caught with drugs, like... We have a lot of shit, basically. People have, people have faced diversity or adversity at some point in their lives, it seems like, as yeah. You know, and so I think, you know, like for Joe Burrow, I mean, he's definitely been like a focal point to that. Like, I mean, we're looking at him right now. The guy just tore his ACL and. Bro, it, the I, dude who hit him, like, was pissed at himself. Yeah. The DN who hit him was sitting next to him while Burrow was on the ground holding his knee. Yeah. And the he, dude who hit him was like, I fucked up. Yeah. That's how much respect that man gets and a league full of grown men in the eighth game of his career. Yeah, but that's I mean, crazy, dude. Like he's he's special. I mean, obviously he went number one overall. Mm-hmm. Got to be special to do that. Um. So yeah, I think he's gonna can just continue to be special. I think I that that's what it has to be. Um. He's gonna just continue being himself. Wow, man, they really took Jamar fifth overall with twenty ninth pass blocking win rate. Crazy. And they said, ah, Jamar Chase is gonna change. These that. motherfuckers in the Super Bowl now. Yeah. The draft, the NFL draft is really well done. Yeah, I'm happy with the production that they keep doing year over year. Oof, look at that all white suit. That man was fresh. 
fresh as hell, man. Good for you. Yeah, dang. 26 games, and that guy had over 2,000 yards or something. That's crazy, man. Like, And that's the thing. Like, I think Mike Brown's the owner for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I know they get a lot of shit because they have, like, an outdoor facility. Yeah. And they live in Cincinnati where it's cold. It's a four-weather state. Yeah, dude, they had, to, they had to go to the University of Cincinnati, like, earlier this week for their practices because it was so cold outside. Like, like, they had to go, like, they had to jump into a school bus, like, all of us had to do as kids. Bro. Get, get transited down to another field to practice, and then you jump on that same motherfucking bus, sweaty as all hell, in pads, you go back to your own facility. Go back to your car. No, dude, like, you walk, like, 300 more yards to, like, your shower. Oh, shit, they park, and then you gotta walk across the highway to get to the facility. <laughs> Damn, we just drop you off at the nearest bus stop. Just move your facility somewhere, dog. Like, dude, like, this is hella neighborhoods. You don't have to be in Cincinnati, bro. Like, go practice in, like, a suburb. Honestly, man. Dog, like, most teams don't practice in the same city they play in. Yeah, they fucking up. And the, the Vikings, they're just down in Egan. Yeah, like the Vikings aren't in Minneapolis. They're in Egan, which is like a suburb of Minneapolis. About 15, 20 minutes away. Yeah, and then I don't know how Cincinnati can't just pull that Jesus thing. Christ, that's bad, dude. You live in Cincinnati, bro. Yeah. It's snowy and like negative well, I every mean, year I, in the wintertime. I don't. I mean, let's just let's just cut the bullshit out, all right? Like, mind you, you're just an organized you're an organization that brings in billions of dollars of revenue every year. You should have an indoor facility. Like, I understand, like you want to have like that tough mentality as like a team, like an NFL team. Oh, like we're big, bad, and tough. Like, no, it's just cheap. That's yeah, just dude, cheap, you're bro. just cheap. That's nothing that to point. do with tough. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can you can air condition that bit to make it cold as you want, and you can also make that bit as hot as you want. Yeah, for sure. Like, so that's you, just cheap. Yeah, bro. Like, you want players to be at their maximum in practice, cold or not cold, AC heater or not. I want my players to be able to practice at their full potential, to their full potential, doing all the shit that they do, like undistracted. When they get into the cold, when they get into the heat. Fucking adapt and deal with it. We'll turn the fucking AC up or turn the heater down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I I want my players at their best in practice so they can develop. Mm-hmm. I don't want them like half-assing it because of the weather, which happens. I'm sure. Like it's practice, bro. Like it's not Sunday. Right. No. Yeah. That's for sure, man. I mean, you can only think like all those refs that let's say like dog. Just get an indoor facility. Like what the fuck are you? You are a billion dollar franchise. Dog. Yeah. You're the richest organization in town. Yeah, you are. You are. I mean, you can't say the Reds make more money than them. Fuck no. It's football. It's the NFL. Yeah. Like, you got guap, bro. Yeah. You got jungle stripes in your stadium. You can afford an indoor facility. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's kind of, that's really disappointing. And I, I only know that because, like, we grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, we know how cold it gets in December or mm-hmm. November. Or January. Or January. You're should, lucky if even some days in October. You should cold. be you should be planning to play into February. Yeah. So like dog, like you gotta imagine practice in the last week of January. Yeah. The first week of I, February. 
I mean, if you're if you're the owner of the organization, I feel you kind of be you owe them, bro. Like they just yeah, made you a shit ton of money. Yeah, they kind you kind of dropped the bag a little bit, dog. Like you kind of screwed up. Yeah, man, that's kind of fucked up. It really is. I don't know, man. Like that's something like as like an organization, like dog, like they work too damn hard. They're millionaires, bro. Like I get the whole maybe humbleness factor. Yeah, but you can't. That's not reason enough to not give me the best chance to win. Nah, dude. You're not concerned with winning. You're concerned yeah, with... Yeah, like, if we're playing in a dome that week, like, let me practice in a dome that week. For sure. Or just let me practice and be warm, bro. Like, let me just be cold the one day. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be cold every single fucking day. I mean, there's a couple of days where... There's a couple of days where you want to get cold and you want to yeah. get situated and shit. You want to like, get adjusted to it. But like, yeah, I understand. Can you imagine practicing on... Can you imagine being in Milwaukee? And practicing on a random school's football field today. Like, no, I could. I I would. It's hate February fourth, twenty twenty two. I would hate it, man. Like that. That's stupid. Like February fourth, twenty twenty two in the Midwest. You're practicing outdoors. No, dog. It was negative five when I took Smino outside today. Unreal, unreal, man. Like that's stupid. Like that shouldn't be like a cons. A concern like you shouldn't have to go to like another university. Do you understand the kind of communication that has to happen too? Like it's not like Mike Brown calling the University of Cincinnati. That's like your operations manager like asking for a favor. Yeah. And he's trading favors with the other operations manager, like tickets and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like that kind of politic type. Oh, I mean it's more in tickets. I bet they're probably signing them like a couple thousand. They're sending some shit over, but yeah. I mean like can you imagine that negotiation between the operations managers? They just funded a couple scholarships. Yeah, for sure. like I'll buy you some beers tonight. Oh yeah. I'll uh you know get you guys some playoff tickets, Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. I'll get I'll get the board some Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. You know, I got you. That's crazy. Yeah. All the coaches invited. You're all here. Some stuff like that for sure. Get them like 20, 30 Super Bowl tickets. Yep. It pays for itself, damn near. It does, man. And I mean, shoot. Shit, you're not really doing You're not using the facility. Like, football season's over for college. Yeah. yeah Just run exactly. that bitch out for a week. Yeah, for real. Honestly, like, and then, like, you're kind of looking good in the community as well. Like, that should be kind of cool, bro. Yeah. The community's helping out each other. Like, hey, like, it's whole different atmospheres helping out like a different huge uh, prominent figure in the city. Yep. I don't know, like we're all like enjoying like we're all in this together type thing. Who's better between Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. I like his I, I just love his confidence. And maybe maybe I, I, I loved Trevor Lawrence's confidence when he was in college as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe he just lost, he lost a little of that just because of how much he got beat up this year. I think Trevor but, Lawrence is looking at Joe Burrow, and he's like, I'm better than him. I think you have to. I mean, like, if you don't think you're better than the next person who's, who's like, getting compared to the next, like. I think if there's I, one player in the NFL shit, who's, who's me, pissed off is, is Trevor Lawrence. Well, let me let me say one thing. In the last five weeks of the season, I mean, who's been declared, like, the number one quarterback typically? Um, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. All right, and we get to the postseason. Who just has a phenomenal game? Joe Burrow. And who else? Uh, Patty Mahomes, because he has a late game. 
And then because Patty Mahomes has that late game, everyone keeps talking about how the Chiefs are just so amazing. Against the Bills? Yeah. And then you look at That was at, a good-ass game, bro. It was, and it was an amazing game. And Patty Mahomes had a lights-out performance that game. Yeah, that like was an amazing performance. And But what, what you don't hear next week, shit, like, Joe Burrow might be the next big thing, they're saying. Yeah. After one big win. Mahomes is the poster boy. Yeah, exactly. But, like, after this, like, people are now starting to talk about, like, Joe Joe Burrow Burrow. being the next big thing. Like, like it just goes to show, like, how quick it can go. Yeah, man. It's all about what have you done for me lately. Yeah, man. That's really all it is. Um, But what I'll say is I think Joe Burrow has. Joe Burrow is also cool as fuck. He is cool as fuck. And I thought, I think he also has the grit to actually keep. Up that mentality. I think he has the weapons. Yeah, bro, he's good. He's like... I think he has the weapons that he, keep it up as well. Yo, he fits like that stereotypical, like, NFL quarterback, like, like, frame and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he looks like Drew Brees. Yeah, he's athletic. Like, he's not extremely tall. He looks like Drew Brees or, like... Well, he looks... He's much more athletic than Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, it, but he's also young, though, like... Yeah. But he's just he's taller. Was, he's taller than Drew Brees. Yeah, he is. But you know what I mean, like just in the pocket, like shoulder square, feet set. Yeah, like he has looking all, down the field, not looking to scramble at all. He's just extremely determined to get the ball out in the hand. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Like that, his yeah. mechanics are just like they're super, all fluid. Yeah, yeah. Just it's all motionless. This is all second nature to him. It's like a robot. Yeah. It's like a robot just throwing the ball. It's the same shit every every drop back. And if he gets hit or rushed, then, you know, that'll fuck it up. But mm-hmm. if he has time, he's going to make the right throw, make the right progressions. He's going to lay it right where it needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Good guy. Won the AFC North. This Won year. the AFC North against the Chiefs and then beat him in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Bro, they beat the Chiefs in the two biggest games of the year. That's crazy. They earned it. He beat Pat Mahomes twice. Well, fuck it, we earned in it. In all the two biggest games. We earned it. God damn it, we earned it. Bro, he it. different. He different. He earned it. He he Is he better than Josh Allen? You, you could definitely make a conversation for that. I don't know. So, I... Okay, let's break it out this way. As a franchise quarterback, I believe so. I think that's someone who you want as a franchise quarterback. I think as a as a fantasy quarterback, though, I'd say Josh Allen. Josh Allen because he runs exactly. He has a he is a complete dual threat. As an NFL that, quarterback, I I would say Joe Burrow just because he's gonna he's not gonna take those huge hits down the field. Personally. He's a little less reckless. He doesn't run as well, yeah. but he makes good throws. Extremely good, throws. and he has his boys. Like he has T. Higgins, he has Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's that's why I'd say Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's just because of yeah. you're, you're you're negating those hits. Like you don't have to have an insurance policy on this kid, really. I mean, like Somewhat, he tore his ACL. I mean. He tore his ACL, but that was because of your neglectful <laughs> offensive yeah, line. Say, yeah, he, but that, that's been settled because yeah. he got yeah, his yeah, boy yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase in the fifth overall pick the next yeah. year. He's like, fuck you, yeah, y'all owe me one. <laughs> Like, so whatever. yeah, you they know, say like, whatever you say. So you know, he got his whatever boy. You say, Mr. He Burrow. did tear his ACL yet this year. Uh, so you know, crazy. we're we're in a good position to where I think I would say I'd take Joe Burrow over Josh Allen personally. 
And that's just because, like I I'm said. I'm thinking Josh Allen. I, I mean, and I understand that, but yeah. I, I mean, like, it just depends. Like, franchise or fantasy. Josh Allen's. It's just, like, that's the I think Jamar Chase is already better than Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think know Jamar that. Chase is better as than Stephon Diggs. production-wise, yeah. I think that Joe Burrow has a system that's more constructed for, like, what he's good at, mm-hmm. his skill set, who he is, like, shit like that. Like, he has. He has like alignment on the team. He has a team. lot of things going in his way. His lineman was on his LSU team. Jamar Chase is a boy from college. Like T. Higgins is, T. Higgins was a stud in college mm-hmm. uh, for Clemson. Mm-hmm. He just has a lot. Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon. You got Tyler Boyd. You got Tyler Boyd's a bet. Uzama like is a possession type of guy yep. middle of the field. He got a decent defense. Um, you know, shit kind of worked out for him really well this year. I think that with Josh Allen, he has more natural raw talent. Sure. Um, I just think that he runs into the Chiefs every year. Yeah, and one thing and the that, Chiefs all play. I think Patty Mahomes is in his head. Well, one thing that Josh Allen doesn't have that Joe Burrow does, which I think is just so dynamic, is Dre Hendrickson. What do you mean? Um, I think that Trey Hendrickson on the defensive end side. Is just so dynamic, and I don't really know if the Bills have anyone on like the line that can just change a game like that. Like we saw Trey Hendrickson in like the NFC Championship game, like especially of a couple of those very critical games, just absolutely changed the dynamic. Yo, he's like, about to get a bag when he resigns. Like, dude, like he just signed a bag with the Bengals, and he, he did. Went oh, out, he just signed one. He just like this okay, is his first sense. year. That this makes is sense. his first year. Yeah, he just came from the Saints. Okay. And yeah, he signed this like this really big deal, which everyone was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we think you paid too much." Yeah. And then he just consistently makes. Bro, that last game against the Chiefs, he hit Mahomes a lot. He consistently made him uncomfortable, and that's the one thing the that he paid half, him yeah. for. Like that's what you need, and he did it. And so I don't know, and he's done that consistently. He did that yeah. the last game against uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Like he consi- continuously just makes plays, and you have uh, DJ Reader. At defensive tackle, I would like they have so many big key players. Yo, I would, I, I'd be, I want to see the Bills versus the Bengals and AFC like that'd be crazy playoff game, like an exhibition match. Quick, yeah. no, I mean like a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see that. I want to see Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow, Bengals versus Bills. That'd be crazy. I would that game would that. be nuts, bro. I think that'd be crazy. I think that would be absolutely sick. That would be an amazing game. I really hope we get that next year. And let's put it in, like, negative degree weather, too. Since let's put it in Buffalo. In let's put it in Buffalo. Both of them are in the north, yeah. Because Buffalo fans go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think after this year, too, I think Cincinnati fans are going to start going crazy. They're going to start going crazy. But gonna Buffalo, Buffalo fans are, like, they're different. Oh, yeah. I mean, Buffalo fans, they're almost like Packer fans. Like, Damn near. Win, lose, regardless, they're going out. Damn near, bro. They are they're like the NFC East Packers. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're crazy. I mean, they're they're awesome. They're they have to be the they have to be the AFC of the of the like when it comes to rowdy fans. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and then like obviously then the NFC you got to have Packers up there. I'm not sure who you would have on top of them. No, Packer fans are number 1. Yeah. If, if we're talking about like NFL fan bases. Yeah. Dawson Knox is a beast. Dawson Knox is ridiculous. Yeah, I think 
He could probably be someone you should look out for in fantasy next year. Jesus, yes. You need to. I think – I mean, last year I drafted him, I believe. Um, no, he's a guy you got to draft. If, and yeah, He's a good late-round tight end option. Well, how late can you get him? Probably honestly? like round seven or eight. Okay. But I would take him in round eight. I Easy. mean, if he's available, then. Easy. Because by round eight, you have a quarterback. You have two running backs. You ideally have three receivers. And you probably have, like, a backup flex option. But let me ask you this. How many leagues are you in where someone just force picks a tight end because they know that they get about a touchdown every game? Every league I'm in. Every league. And so, by then, I mean. There's always that if one you're, dude If who you're takes, desperate for a tight end, I would say go for him probably in the sixth. Bro, people drafted Travis Kelsey first round this year. Yeah, I would say if, if you're desperate for a tight end in, in your league, if you have, like, a league like that, and Darcy, if Dawson Knox is available in the sixth, I'd say go for him, bro. For sure, I would say if you're lucky, you'd be lucky to have that situation. I don't, I, I don't think he's gonna make it to the eighth at all. I'd say if you're lucky in the sixth, if you can get him in the seventh, that'd be ideal. That'd be huge. But I'd say you're probably looking at prime position six. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he he's almost like another wide receiver when he is healthy playing. What round does Kyle Pitts go? Kyle Pitts, good question. I say you could probably classify him. Um, Probably around like that four or five, depending on how productive you think. Maybe it's a five. Be. I think a five is reasonable. I think five is very reasonable, just because like you, you do have all those uh you have all those wide receiver options going on con- or mm-hmm. free agency, mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan's just gonna have so much familiarity with Kyle Pitts. I mm-hmm. mean, he's gonna be a staple there. They're probably gonna work out together. Yep. They're gonna ha- they're gonna uh feed their chickens. Yep. Um, I, I think you could expect a huge year out of him, so probably around the fifth. Fifth, I, I, if you have to force the fourth, maybe try it. Mm-hmm. But I'd say if you can get him in the fifth, do it for sure. Yeah, I feel that. I think Kyle Pitts in the fifth is a steal. Um, it also depends on how many teams you have. If it's the fifth in the ten team league, I'm not doing it. If it's the fifth in a twelve or a fourteen team league. I would strongly consider it. Oh my! God. You have to like you have to pull a trigger if it's like the top. Like I'm sorry, but like if it's five one and he's there, five one. Fuck no. Five one. Dog, I'm not taking Dawson. I'm not taking Dawson. It I depends you, on how I, many teams I, are in the league. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Um, I thought not, I thought for the last set. I thought for the last. I'm sorry. Day, no, I'm not. Uh, I take Pitts in the fifth, folks. Five personally. one in the twelve team. Personally, personally, <sighs> personally, if he's there, nah, I'd rather have Dawson Knox like a round later. If he's there, a round or two later. If he's there, that's what it's all about, folks. You always have to think about if he's there. I mean, if you have, if you have who you can get, what's this? What's his replacement value though? What do you mean? So like, can Kyle you Kyle Pitts over like, like what's like the points? How how much worse is your next option of tight end going to be? Um, it depends. I mean, like, let's like, say, are you like, talking like Dallas Goddard? I don't know. Like, Kyle Pitts to Dallas Goddard. Well, let's say like for example, um, sixth round comes. Let's say like you're at like the bottom of round six, and let's say like. Your best tight end option at the time is shoot. Irv Smith Jr. I'm a big Irv Smith fan. Are you? It's for Irv Smith. 
I thought that was such a bad option. <laughs> Irv Smith next year, if he's healthy, he's going to be a steal. You think so? I think so. In the sixth? I wouldn't take him in the sixth. I would take him like the 12th. Nah, bro. If you take him in the sixth, you're dumb. <laughs> like, I don't care how good you think Dude, he's going to be. Dude, I don't be. even know. Like, I don't I, care how good you think he's going to be. You can't even take him in the sixth because you know he's going to fall lower. Dude, I'm just trying to think of like all the tight end options that could be available in the sixth. And like, I'm honestly blanking. Because I think, like, all, like, the big options are going to be gone. Like, Mike Kosicki out of the Dolphins. Yeah, I he's think a... he, he's, he's gone, though, by, like, the fourth. Um, you think, like, Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry could be a play. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I forgot about him. I could see him being a play. Um, Hunter Henry and Dawson Knox will go roughly around. Yeah, probably. Rough. Yeah. Dawson will go before Hunter Henry, probably. Do do the Chargers have a good tight end prospect at all? I don't know. I think they had Jared Cook. Jared Cook, I yeah. believe. Yeah, he's like a 14-year pro. I don't think he's going to be there next year. Mm-mm. They got a draft to tight end them. We'd have to wait till after the draft. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think they always like their tight ends, so I always like the Chargers. Evan Ingram is like a six-round type of. Yeah, he's a six-rounder. Kind of mid. No, nah, I'd probably get Ingram in like the eighth. Yeah. Ingram's going to be there in the eighth, folks. You can just mark it now. It's kind of it. If you're going to have Daniel Jones as the number one there, you can expect Ingram in the eighth. If they change realms, though, expect him in the sixth. Don't draft any Giants next year. Just stay um, away from uh, the New York Giants. Whoa, whoa. I don't want Saquon. I don't want Kenny Galladay. I don't want Daniel Jones. I don't want Kadarius Tony. You don't want Tony? I don't want Tony. Why not? I don't know what to expect out of that. Man, every single week. You don't like you don't like uh, uh, Brian DeBall coming in and no, you know just fucking shit up right away. The Giants are one of those franchises where I gotta see it happen first it's before scary. I trust it. It's scary. I'm not going in blind trusting anything. Mm-hmm. You got to show me first. Yeah, I'm not touching a Giant next year. If I'm wrong, then I'll happily be wrong about the New York Giants, and I'll go back in in 2023 with. You know, different expectations. That's facts, dude. I mean, in our dynasty, I'm not giving the New York Giants blind faith. Yeah, dude. In my in our dynasty, I have Daniel Jones right now, and I really don't know what to do with him. You drop him. I I don't want to drop him because, like, what if he does go off? Like, bro, that's he, never gonna happen. Like, bro, but like, what if he does have like just like a he'll have year? years. He'll have years like last year to where he will get a rushing touchdown every game. Like, dude, like, what if he does have just like a stupid year though? Like, but even at his peak, he's like a. Uh, QB2 for your team. Okay, but, like, think about this. Like, what if it gets to the point to where, like, it's, like, a new scheme quarterback thing to where, like, I, I don't know. Like, it seems like every time, like, we get, like, a quarterback in a new scheme, they kind of pop off that first year. Like, the didn't, second year, like, they Daniel, might fall off. Didn't Daniel Jones, wasn't he in, like, two schemes already? He was. Per, yeah. This is his, like, third? Yeah, but, like, this is, like, the first scheme that I think could actually work. Because, yeah, who was it before? I forgot. Uh, I mean, like they had uh, Joe Judge, and then they brought in. Um, Bro, I don't think Daniel Jones is gonna work. Then they brought in uh, Garrett or whatever. What does he do well? Jason Garrett. What does Daniel Jones do exceptionally well? Absolutely not much. But what he does do is he has a dual threat quarterback to. He can uh, run. He's not scared to put his body on the line or run. Yep. And that's it. And he can kind of throw the ball. Like, he he will get the ball in the hands of your wide receivers every once in a while. I can't say that. 
Every once in a while, you can't you can't say every that, once in a while is nice. You, yeah, you can't say that's not. You can't say that that's not. You know, I think. Like yeah, it's like a scary play. He like, doesn't do enough. Lie. He doesn't do enough exceptionally well. Look, dude, all I'm saying is like sometimes quarterbacks just pop off for a year. Like we saw Mitch Trubisky take the Bears to the divisional round, or I'm sorry, to the wild card of the playoffs one year. Like they won a division with Mitch Trubisky. Let's not forget that, folks. I the guess. Bears won the division with Mitch Trubisky. So I think I will give Daniel Jones with a little bit of an offensive mind with Brian DeBall. I think if he can bring that same culture that the Bills had, I think they'll be good. I don't know if it's going to happen this first year with that hap- With that being said, I don't know if it's going to happen with uh, Daniel Jones, but I think it could happen. Okay. We'll see. Well, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. Um, if you guys like what we had to talk about, feel free to subscribe. We'll be here pretty often. Um, my name is Ja. Let's Yo, do go. I'm Dugo. Yeah. Um, here with Fantasy Football Talk. We'll be here once a week. Check us out. Talk to y'all later.